a Radio 191 FM podcast. As of Tuesday, a people's inquiry into student well-being has been placed by the Green Party in collaboration with 33 student unions across Aotearoa. The inquiry hopes to shine a light on the student experience as no other inquiry to this extent has ever been placed before, focusing on housing, employment, study spaces and the general costs of life as a student. The hope is that students can be given a voice to express their unique situations. The hope is that the survey can be used for student advocacy and we will be able to see some positive changes to the standards of living that students in Aotearoa face. Today we are joined by Chloe Swarbrick who is front-running this initiative on behalf of the Green Party. Hi Chloe, how are you? Morena, I'm doing alright, how are you? I'm good, yeah. So why is now the time to have student voices being heard? Well, I reckon always it's the time for student voices to be heard, if I'm frank. Um, just, I just add some background to how we got to this point. So I've been uh, the Green Party spokesperson on tertiary education now for ooh, nearly five years, which makes me feel relatively old, given that I'm often kind of presented as the young gun in Parliament. And actually, that's kind of an indictment on Parliament, that the youngest person still here happens to be 27 years old. Uh, but all of that aside, uh, over these past few years, kind of year on year, working with different student associations and their presidents across the country, we've managed to make um, some inroads and changes, such as the Code of Pastoral Care, which came into effect at the start of this year, which came out of the Student Accommodation Inquiry, which uh, I worked across student unions uh, and then the Minister of Education's office, as well as the Honourable Nikki Kay when she was on the Education and Workforce Select Committee. So we have managed to make some inroads, but the fact of the matter is that there's been a huge number of things that have occurred over the past three decades, which have consistently sought to undermine student voice representation and actually the lack of evidence and data that we have about just how dire things are getting. And I think a big reason that we haven't seen the same kind of student pushback that we may have seen in, I don't know, the 60s or 70s or 80s back in the so-called good old days when, might I add, university was free, uh, is that, you you know, in uh, the early 2010s, there was the implementation of something called voluntary student membership, which was a very calculated legislative change by the Act and National parties, supported as well by United Future, to effectively strip away resource and the guaranteed representation of students when they get into study of their student associations uh, and therefore also stripped that resource uh, and guaranteed kind of money and funding going to those associations, which in turn has led to a lack of institutional kind of knowledge being passed over and everybody just kind of fighting fires as they crop up as opposed to being able to take on the whole system. And how has the Ministry of Education responded to this people's inquiry? I've been trying to get the ministry uh, and the minister to do something to this effect uh, for a while now. We've been trying to get, uh, you know, through the likes of select committees, a far greater review of the impact of the likes of the cost of living issues and the rental crises on students in particular. You know, the Greens obviously have within our policy a guaranteed minimum income, which would, of course, extend to students effectively realising the kind of vision of uh, NZUSA for there to be a guaranteed or universal student income or student allowance. We know that the way that things currently operate is that only about 16% of the entire student populace in this country get access to the means-tested student allowance, and that on average uh, that figure is far less than the cost of rent uh, on a week-by-week basis. 
But on top of that, this kind of means testing support, which also, of course, doesn't extend to postgraduate students. That, by the way, is something that was promised by Labor in the last term of government, but was one of the first things on the chopping block when we came to the 2020 COVID budget, a point in time when, you know, the government was recognising that we were going to have to support New Zealanders through this upcoming pandemic. Yet once again, students were the ones being sacrificed for money going back into the coffers for everybody else. Uh, that uh, this kind of student support has simply not kept pace with the cost of living. So those who, you know, are able to have their parents in a situation where they have access to accountants or lawyers or otherwise can move their affairs and finances into uh, certain arrangements that mean that kids of some wealthier parents still may end up getting access to the student allowance, which of course is not the intention of it. And then on the flip side, those who are assumed to have access to and support of their parents, which is frankly, quite a patronising assumption to begin with, are not able to get access to that support when they, in fact, do need it. So it's failing everybody um, on all sides. And, you know, just to give you a real indication of that, in 1999, the average amount of student allowance received per eligible student was $4,420. In 2021, it was $6,641 per year. But adjusting that for inflation, it would bring the 1999 value to approximately $8,265, which means that the minority of students who received the student allowance in 2021 were, in fact, $1,600 worse off than their counterparts 20 years ago. And this is the point that we're really trying to drive home, is for far too many students, their insight into student life is, you know, three to five years at a time. And you can accept that things are really shitty and you're having a really hard time, but you aren't quite prone to, you know, contextualise that and the reality that things have been degrading for 30 years now and it hasn't always been this way and, frankly, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Um, Andrew Lessels, the president of NZUSA who I spoke to yesterday, has said the government is completely disconnected from the lives of our 4,000 students across Aotearoa. Uh, Chris Hipkins has alternatively said that the government is already focused on student well-being. What do you think of this? Ooh, uh, so, yeah, just just on that figure, there's, there's nearly 400,000 students across the country, which is a pretty substantial portion of the population. And, of course, that includes students from a range of different backgrounds, from those who study part-time through full-time, uh, from those who come from backgrounds of having had their parents go through university and those who obviously haven't. It also includes our apprentices, too. Um, I, I do think that it's a little disappointing, the, the minister's response to this, especially given that, you know, uh, in question time, on Tuesday, I asked the minister a number of questions about, you know, what the average amount of support that students receive, the average amount of hours that full-time students work on top of their 40-hour-plus study, how many students were denied support from the institution's hardship fund, how much it would cost to reinstate postgraduate student allowance. And he didn't have answers specifically to next to any of those things, which once again highlights the need to collect this high-quality data and this evidence, this irrefutable evidence that things have to change. Because otherwise, I consistently, in this um, place of Parliament, am trying to make the case that, you know, I'm hearing all of this anecdotal feedback and people in crises are coming forward and saying to me that they need help. But then I'm told by the minister or the ministry that don't worry, we don't know that there's any problem here because we don't have the data that there's any problem here. So this is very much a kind of people's move uh, and, you know, really want to acknowledge the partnership here with NZUSA and the other 33 student unions who have come on board to say enough is enough, we draw the line. And if the ministry is not going to count us, if the minister is not going to count us, if parliament is not going to count us, 
then we're going to count ourselves and we're going to prevent, uh, present the irrefutable evidence that things have to change. And in the process, actually build up the solidarity to make that happen. You've always been a strong advocate for students, especially since you've been a member of the Green Party. Do you think that Parliament would give this the same amount of attention that it's getting if you and the Green Party weren't involved? Uh, I mean, it's quite funny. The, the Minister actually in questions uh, on Tuesday reflected on this himself. Um, people may not know that uh, inside of our cabinet, actually, you have the Minister of Finance and the Minister of Education, who both themselves were student association presidents for two years in a row, actually. Each of them spent two years in a row, and one of them for NZUSA, the other actually for OUSA, uh, and the other for VUSA. So, you know... I, I'm really gutted that there hasn't been that consistency in bringing those principles and those things that were campaigned on into um, this policy-making space and into decisions around things like budget. Once again, that trade-offs are being made where students are being sacrificed and others are being put before them. The reality is, in Parliament, we often see allegations of ideology and people, you know, only pursuing things dogmatically because they're bloody-minded to support XYZ given constituents. The reality is that all politics is ideological. That's kind of the point. It's all about values. It's all about who you're going to stand for and what the trade-offs are that you are willing to make at the end of the day, the priorities that you will put forward, that you will campaign for, and that you will execute. So the Greens have always been really straight up and explicit about that. Uh, Yeah, I I do have to say that given my experience in these last five years, trying to, you know, work across the different student associations and unions and trying to get these issues up in Parliament that has definitely not been received as a priority for any of the other political parties, and that's hugely, hugely disappointing. Yeah. Ultimately, are there any goals that you are hoping to get out of this inquiry and the student wellbeing survey? I want students to know that they matter. Um, So frequently I talk to students who feel totally downtrodden and spoken down to and patronised and expected as though they have to live through this extreme kind of what, you know, is often colloquially called, uh, you know, just experiencing being broke, but it's not. There's a point at which you have to realise that being ostensibly broke for three to five years is, oh, that's poverty, (laughs) That is not a sustainable situation. And we know, you know, even looking at the mental health and addiction inquiry, Hiaro Oranga, that those environmental factors like people's access to kind of security and um, planning for their future, their ability to know that they're going to be able to put food on the table and not have to trade that off against things like rent or power payments, that they therefore have, um, you know, far greater levels of physical and therefore mental health. All of these things contribute to somebody's well-being and therefore their preparedness and ability to do something like study. And that's not even taking into account the amount of work that students are currently taking on on top of their study, which is, you know, for full-time students, supposed to be 40 hours uh, in order to, you know, trade off that kind of sense of well-being to get through their grades, but also to be able to afford to live. So the things that we're hoping for here is obviously, firstly, that irrefutable evidence that things have to change and no longer operating in a space where I can be told by the minister or by parliament or by the ministry that, don't worry, it's not a problem because they're simply not collecting the data on this issue. But secondly, that students know that they are not alone and that these are shared issues and that therefore something is wrong and that they have power in working with others to change exactly that. I want students to know that they are not in individuals suffering alone. This is a systemic problem and that we're backing them to change it. 
Well, kia ora, Chloe. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's been great to have you on to discuss this. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. Um, just if anyone does want to um, engage with that, um, I, I believe this is going to be so embarrassing if I get our um, URL wrong, but I think it's greens.org.nz. Um, you'll find the survey at the um, top of the page. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.